Hi everyone, it's Jack here from Esports Live. Sorry to crash the podcast. A quick thank you to you all for all your support so far. We hope you like what you're hearing, even if our advice is absolute nonsense. Make sure you subscribe to our video cast on YouTube and Twitch channels, as well as follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or if you prefer the podcast, subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Search Esports Live now on any of the platforms to get involved. We've got some exciting things happening in the background. Get ready for the Euros and the Fantasy Premier League season 21-22. Get involved now, don't miss out and enjoy the pod. Fancy managers, welcome back to the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fantasy Weekly Videocast and Podcast. On the agenda today, we've got FA Cup providing injury problems as Dominic Calvert-Lewin, James Justin and Nick Pope all go down injured. Manchester City moving to the box seat in this season's title race as they smash Liverpool 4-1 as the Toon miraculously win finishing the game with nine men as Fabian Shaw went down with injury after Jeff Hendricks' red card. But before we go any further, we've got to peel his puzzle up. And uh, last week's answer was Andy Cole. So congratulations to any of you who got that. And congratulations to any of you in advance who get this, because this is the toughest one by far. You may have to be of a certain age to get this one. And not even our resident guest, Jack Gillibrand, could get it either. But here we go. I spent time at Derby County from 2000 to 2003, and I made 405 club career appearances across multiple countries so there you go there's the first two clues for Peely's puzzler the other two will be later on in the podcast but welcome back as I say alongside me as always is my right hand man from the esports live commentary box it's Elliot Craig Elliot how are you tracking mate I'm doing brilliantly thank you mate as you said finished the game with nine men took the three points lined up with a 4-4 formation for the last 15 odd minutes of the game which I never want to have to see again in my life but we managed to see out three points against a, uh, the Southampton side that you know before they got beaten 9-0 weren't on the worst run of form so it's definitely very very useful three points mate so I'm really really happy thank you yeah, you take the points and run there, don't you? You just take the points and run, take the three points and uh, move on from there obviously that was part of game week 23 we'll run through the results for that now. And it started at Villa Park, where Aston Villa got the only goal in that game against Arsenal. Matt Ryan made his first Premier League start for the Gunners, but was unable to keep out Ollie Watkins, who with an early goal inside two minutes, decent finish after a great run from Bertrand Traore, who set him up, went to the byline, cut it back, and Ollie Watkins did the rest, continuing a brilliant season for him as the Villains took all three points. Burnley drew 1-1 with Brighton. Lewis Dunk with a great header from the corner before that was cancelled out by Johan Berg, Goodmanson, as Burnley and Brighton shared the spoils. Elliot, were you a little bit disappointed with this result considering, you know, Brighton's defence or uh, was it Burnley who you, uh, who you were hoping to win this one? Neither, mate. I was hoping for a draw, you know, and don't want any of them gaining any more ground on us. So, you know, we've actually, we, we went above Burnley in the table with our result and theirs and Brighton are just a little bit ahead of us. So I didn't want Brighton getting too far away and I didn't want Burnley getting ahead of us. So I was uh, quite thrilled with the draw, to be honest, mate. But um, obviously I had Nick Pope in net. So if it could have been a nil-nil draw, it would have been more ideal for me. But that doesn't matter, mate. And for me, because I started a Sanchez in goal for Brighton. <laughs> yeah. But obviously... Obviously, I would have rather a, a Brighton win with them keeping a clean sheet because, obviously, as a Rovers fan, I don't want Burnley, Burnley winning games. But, <laughs> but there you go. Uh, but a 1-1 draw there. A result you were very happy with, Elliot. 3-2, Newcastle win. Joe Willock getting his first goal in the black and white of Newcastle. Good finish as well, by the way. Miguel Almiron got two. Takumi Minamino on his debut for Southampton also got himself a goal before a brilliant free kick from James Ward-Prowse. Made it interesting. 
Alan uh, Sam Maximus, as uh, Paul Burton <laughs> called him, but the more educated Premier League fan, Alan Sam Maximan, with a couple of assists as the two powered home two, three points. Elliot, is this the, um, the game that's really going to cement your season, do you reckon, now? I think so, mate. The way that we played, you know, Southampton were obviously deflated after their uh, demolishing away at Old Trafford. But, you know, if we can play like that most weeks, you know, there's no reason that we can't be. Obviously, we shouldn't be anywhere near the relegation zone if we're playing like that, especially like even when we had nine men on the pitch, we still look pretty defensively solid. But, you know, I prefer to have 11 on the pitch. Let's just say that. And um, yeah, I think there's no reason why we should be scrapping around that relegation zone now, mate, if we can turn our season around now get a few more wins on the board then I think we should be more than fine so fingers crossed and uh, one of the stars in our common room at school he's uh, got a picture on the notice board Jeff Hendrick is uh, Southampton pretty much got got Jeff Hendrick it was a shocking bit of play from him yeah mate it was a, a stupid stupid second yellow to get he probably you could argue he should have been sent off in the first half for one of his challenges. Got the ball, took the man with him afterwards, though. So, you know, that's that's just what happens. And he can't play next game. So I'm sure many Toon fans won't be too disheartened about that. But, yeah, he probably will be a bit missed, in my opinion. Yeah, on to the next game now. We go to London, where a, a bit of a London derby there ended in a nil-nil draw. Not really much to report on here as Fulham had a stalemate with West Ham. A lot more to report on in this draw, though. Manchester United 3 Everton three. It looked for all money like Manchester United were going to take all three points before Ole's men were pulled uh, were pegged back by a 95th minute equaliser from Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Elliot, what a massive result for Everton. Yeah, mate. You know, everyone was giving them abuse on Twitter, telling their fans that they were celebrating a draw and whatnot, which, um, you know, I don't obviously agree with. You know, point away at Old Trafford, winning, uh, getting a draw in that manner, sorry, is massive, massive for them. And, you know, it was a well-earned point for them, in my opinion, as well. I'm sure Jack was thrilled with that. We'll get onto that a bit later with him. But no, it was a good point for the Toffees. If we move on, Harry Kane made an unexpected appearance in the starting lineup and wasted no time getting back amongst the goals. He scored one. So did his uh, partner in crime, Youngmin Son, who also got a goal. Returned a bit back to normality after Son blanked a few times. But he's back now, especially with Harry Kane alongside him. Should be a fruitful partnership once again. Assists to Lucas Moura and Pierre-Emile Hoiberg sealed a routine win at home for Tottenham. We move on now. Wolves drew at home with Leicester, nil-nil. Again, not really much to report on other than a couple of yellow cards. James Justin, obviously, with three bonus points. We'll get onto him a bit later. The injury to him in the FA Cup will provide a headache for a lot of FPL managers. A lot more to report on here, though, as Ilkay Gundogan scored twice Matt's favourite himself. Raheem Sterling and Phil Foden joined him on the score sheet for Manchester City. And Mohamed Salah stuck away a penalty that, you know, it was a bit of a generous one. But I suppose you take them. If you, if, you own, if you own Mohamed Salah like I do, you'll take <laughs> it. But Ilkay Gundogan, he's a must-have asset now, surely. Yeah, I think it's it's him or Foden until De Bruyne is back, to be honest, mate. Because I think, you know, they're both getting the nod at the minute. Both got Pep's uh, confidence in him. So they're, they're looking like necessities to me. And if we look at the last two games of the game week, both of them took place in Yorkshire. We'll start with Sheffield United at Bramall Lane, who were very unlucky not to take anything away from their game against Chelsea. It looked like uh, it would be routine early on. Jorginho with a penalty. It was definitely was a penalty, by the way. Sheffield United had a penalty given before it was taken away by VAR after Chris Basham was adjudged to be offside before an equaliser due to an Antonio Rudiger own goal made it 1-1 minutes Good later. Finish. It was, <laughs> if, if you're of a Sheffield United persuasion, of course, before Mason Mount restored 
the lead for Chelsea as they were unable to be dislodged from there. And to finish off, Leeds 2-0 over Crystal Palace. You were fuming with this result. You were just hoping for a Crystal Palace goal. We'll get on to why later on. But Bamford and Jack Harrison with the goal. Stuart Dallas and Rafinha with the assist. Both key FPR assets they could be this year for Leeds, but definitely a good result for them. If we move on to the fixtures now for the next game week, we'll just rattle through these into game week 24. It starts at the King Power Stadium where Leicester will host Liverpool. On to the three o'clock kickoff. There's only one this week. Crystal Palace will host Burnley. Heavyweight ta- uh, clash at 5.30pm local time between Manchester City and Tottenham Hotspur. Brighton will then host Aston Villa straight after that before moving to Sunday's games where it starts at St Mary's on the south coast where Southampton will host Wolves. Obviously coming off two pretty demoralising defeats. One 9-0 against Manchester United and one against maybe one of the worst teams the Premier League's ever it's seen. Worse. So losing to, to Newcastle 3-2 <laughs> or losing to Man United 9-0. I'm not quite sure to be honest, mate. <laughs> it's a tough one. Uh, it definitely is a tough one and it's a bit of a tough time to be a Southampton fan. At the moment, West Brom will then host Manchester United. Arsenal will play Leeds. Everton will play Fulham. On to Monday Night Football, there's two games starting at the London Stadium between West Ham and Sheffield United. Chelsea will then host your club Newcastle Elliott before we move on to Wednesday night now as Burnley will play Fulham and Everton will host Manchester City. So there are the results and fixtures for the week. Elliot, we've got your shock, so still to go through. You've got three far away. Yeah, thank you, mate. Game week 23 has ended and with it brought a lot of shocking results and FPL scores. The highest FPL score of the week in the world was 133 points and the average was 58 points. But firstly, we have Leeds man Stuart Dallas, which... um. We'll get onto a bit later, as Ollie has, has mentioned before. He managed a clean sheet, three bonus in their 2-0 win over the Eagles, which gave him 12 points in game week 23. Secondly, I'm honoured to say we have two midfield maestro Miguel Almiron. Miggy managed two goals and three bonus in the Toons' nine-man win over Southampton, giving the Paraguayan international 15 points in this game week. And he's definitely picked up his form recently uh, since you haven't been watching Newcastle too much, hasn't he, Ollie? Am I a curse? Have I been weighing him down? <laughs> quite possibly, mate. Quite possibly. But um, no, lastly, we've got the Stockport Messi, as many call him. Phil Foden, the English youngster, managed a goal, two assists and three bonus in City's 4-1 win over the champions. That gave Foden 16 points in this game week. They were my FPL shocks. And Ollie is Foden England's best youngster currently, mate. I need the answer. Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. Obviously, I want to be biased and put a bit of light on Harvey Elliott's name. He's just been nominated for Championship Player of the Month, but oh. I don't think he holds. I don't think he holds a cam. I don't think he holds a candle to Phil Foden. I think it's it, it's Saka, Greenwood, and Foden, and then probably you've got Harvey Elliott on the level below that. But yes, I think um, Phil Foden is England's best youngster and deserves to be on the plane to the Euros. Correct, mate. I can't argue with you there. Other than the uh, the Harvey Elliott, you shouldn't be mentioning his name in their in their I breath. Can. Just just yet, just yet. I can, I can, I can, and I will. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's the little bit of controversy done for the podcast. Hopefully, hopefully, we don't have any pod uh, any controversy rather with our podcast guest for the night. He's a Manchester United fan. He's probably a bit still a bit aggrieved with that 95th minute equaliser from Dominic Calvert-Lewin. It's Jack Gillibrand from Esports Live. Jack, how are you, mate? Hello, everybody. Boys, glad to be back, I think. Only with a smile on my face after the FA Cup victory over West Ham. Um, but and after a terrible week, another terrible game week in FPL. And obviously, I'm still fuming about that uh, DCL goal in the last second of the game. I felt like we lost the game, if in all honesty. So, 
not too not too great after that, but only uh, saved by a win in the FA Cup this week. Yeah, definitely. So it's a bit of a you know a bit of a mixed week for you. Obviously, you had the the good result in the FA Cup. Obviously, Scott McTominay's goal seeing you pass the hammers, but in the league, probably care more about. Bit of a frustrating one, Scott McTominay on the score sheet is Ken, but not looking good for your title charge that looked so promising not too long ago. Oh, well, we're still still second in the league, lads. You know, still in the mix. Can't complain with that. We, you know, never thought we'd be up there in the first place. Uh, only for Bruno, <laughs> but uh, looks like we've got another midfielder coming up now with McTominay. He's the new uh, Gundogan, I think. <laughs> Saw second a tweet first. that said um, that. McTominay's what Liverpool fans thought Steven Gerrard was, which I thought was was quite interesting, quite funny. But yeah, <laughs> it's more delusional. <laughs> no, no, don't even mention McTominay and Gerrard in the same breath, please. A bit like I mean, Foden I guess and Harvey Elliott. Yeah, isn't it, I was mate? about to get to that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. We'll, 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 we'll call it level Touché, then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. I guess so. For now, but we'll move on now to our mini league review, where we're going to talk about everything concerning the FPL Addicts and Esports Live mini league. At the moment, I'm sitting in 16th there, and we'll start, I suppose, with the um, manager who's probably double my FPL ability, judging on that league table in eighth spot. Elliot Shola, Amiobi, Kenobi, 71 points. Decent score this week for you, mate. Yeah, I was uh, I was having a I had a really good week, mate. But as you can see, the three yellows there, not happy at all with that. With the the games of FA Cup and everything, they've they've just thrown. Oh, you just scrolled all the way down to the bench. Thank you for that one. Um, yeah, we'll get we'll get into it now then. So I was going to say Alice on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you've got decent bench cover considering those three yellows, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I do, mate. I've got, um, I think his name's Stuart Dallas. I think he did all right this week. So uh, he might he might get a start next week for me. Um, bit of a bit of a stupid move from me there to leave him on my bench. But I thought City were going to get the clean sheet. I thought it was a very, very soft penalty, even without um, my FPL bias. I just, yeah, but I thought they were going to keep the clean sheet over Leeds because you never know with Crystal Palace, they can pop up with goals. But other than that, I had a, a really, really good week. Fernandez is the captain. Back doing the business, Son with the goal, which was lovely to see. Uh, Cresswell, who I brought in this week with the nine-pointer, which was beautiful. Kufau with the clean sheet as well, obviously. Uh, Bamford with the goal, DCL with doing the business, and Salah, who did disrupt my clean sheet, managed to get a goal. So if anyone was going to score, I'm glad it was him. So um, yeah, it was good, mate. It was uh, 71 points this week, and we'll take that into next week, and maybe maybe I'll start, start Stuart Dallas this week. I mean, quite possibly, you never know if you can uh, get past that bit of stupidity. I don't know why you've left Stuart Dallas on your bench there, but uh, hopefully that's now a lesson learned. In terms of those three reds, then, you're going to have to go you know, to the transfer table and do something with that. Where's your first priority lying? Is it replacing Diaz, Calvert-Lewin or Nick Pope? I'm not sure. If I take a points hit, I can get rid of Calvert-Lewin, go up to Kane and get like a, a worse keeper or a worse defender in and get... So I think that's probably what I will do, but I don't want to jump the gun on getting rid of Calvert-Lewin because he's got the double this week and Spurs obviously have got Man City. I know Everton have got Man City in one of their games, but I just want to see what Ancelotti says, see if he's going to be fit. But he played a fair amount of the FA Cup today. He did manage to walk off, I think. So I thought, you know, what didn't look too bad. So hopefully it was just precaution and that he'll be all right for the weekend. But I've got, I'm going to have cover in places and I've got transfers to make. So... 
I'll just have to sort that out this week, mate. But I'm just going to wait and see for the press conferences, wait and see what the managers say, and then I'll make my uh, my decisions from there. It's probably a wise decision. Bide your time and see where that takes you. Now, onto me. I've got just above the average, 64 points, where the average was 58. I did make that crazy transfer from Mohamed Salah to Thomas Suchek. Obviously, his red card made sure that that didn't pay off, but he did get that overturned, and he's... In terms of selection, that means he'll play this week for the Hammers. So that's good for me. And it uh, spares my blushes a little bit because if that didn't get overturned, I would have had an absolute nightmare. But I think I'm in a good position. Obviously, West Ham keeping that clean sheet. 12 points there. A bit frustrating about Manchester City because if they'd have kept their clean sheet, then I would have been set up for a really, really good score. Sanchez got the save points, which was decent. I think he got a bonus as well. Yeah, he did. He got one and a couple of save points, which was nice. Nice to get the captaincy right this time as well, obviously, with Bruno Fernandes. Uh, obviously, getting the goal in that 3-3 draw. Um, obviously, with Harry Kane back, that helped Tungman Son. He got double-figure score. And obviously, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's last-minute equaliser helped me out a lot as well. So, I'm pretty happy with how this week's gone, to be honest, just above the average. And trying to just take a few green arrows. I took reds just about, but not too far down. Um, and in terms of transfers for myself... I've got enough money to go straight from Rian Brewster or Keenan Davis to Harry Kane. So I can make that in one transfer, which is always nice. How much, how much do you have in your bank? Um, I have 8 million. Oh, as, my days. Uh, Loaded. Courtesy, my courtesy days. of that Salah to Suchek transfer, I've been able to set myself up. So I'm actually going to take that transfer as a win, and I'm going to go straight away. Brewster, I think, will play more games than Keenan Davis will. So Keenan Davis is the man to go. I might make these live, you know. Um, go straight to Harry Kane. That's an absolute no-brainer. And to get cover for Ruben Diaz, Mitchell goes, and the defender I'm going to bring in, it's not going to be James Justin, I thought it would be, but obviously with his fixtures, well, his fixtures, you know, they're not too bad, but it's just his um, injury this Stretch morning. It off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not going to play this week, I'd assume. So, play a person I'm going to bring in. Do I go with someone like Stuart Dallas? He's not going to keep the clean sheet, you wouldn't think, against Arsenal this oh, week. I thought that about this week, though, mate. <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's got the double. He's got a decent run of fixtures. The only, other, the only team with a decent run of fixtures, I think, is Crystal Palace, but I don't really fancy yeah, any of their defenders. Playing as a midfielder most of the time, too, Stuart Dallas, so he's getting up the pitch, getting assists. Yeah, might get, grab yourself a goal as well, huh? Yeah. Yeah, if we look at Crystal Palace defenders, obviously, they're not really scoring too high. The most is 33. That's Tyreek Mitchell, the man I'm getting rid of. I suppose Patrick Van Anholt, but he's just on my price range. So I'm going to go with Stuart Dallas. And there are my two transfers for this week. I'll make those on air just so that people can get a little bit of involvement. There's no more FA Cup games tomorrow, I don't think. And there's enough time. So I'll make those right now. Boom. Job done. Not quite as crazy as Salah to Suchek, but good transfers. Yeah, but yeah, at good, least... Good ones in there. At least they're um, at least they're evidenced on the screen now. Um, another team that will be quickly evidenced on screen is Matt from last week. We obviously can't ask him about transfers because once again he's not with us live to talk about his team. And I don't think he's going to be joining us at any point through the podcast. But sixty-eight points above the average, Jack. If I go to you, decent score there. I think in that midfield really helped him out. Other than Suchek, he's done all right in there, hasn't he? And he's backed bloody Son for captain, which is. Annoying because obviously we were, we would like to give him a bit of a you know a bit of banner about Tottenham and without Harry Kane in the team and he the guru pulled one out of the bag got his captain pick right uh, obviously Son uh, with Kane's return Son stepped up of course um, so he looked really good 
uh, obviously in there, but his strikers obviously didn't get up to much either, which I think everyone was a bit surprised by by Antonio. But um, obviously you got Fernandez. He missed out with Suchek. Uh, who's on his bench, by the way? Scroll down. I'll have a look who's on his bench. James Justin was on his bench. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's, that's nearly as bad as mine. Wasted points. Wasted Not points on the... But Not quite as bad as mine. With with that, James Justin on his bench as well, it also exacerbates his problem of injuries. There's four mm-hmm. of them now, much like yourself. If you were in Matt's position now, how would you go about getting this team ready for the next game week? Use your wild card. He doesn't have one, does he? Forgot about that. Has he? Did he use his? He did, used, didn't he? He, he used did his wild card in that double. He did, didn't he? Does he have his... I don't think he's got his free hit either, does he? I shall have a look, because you can see on here on the screen. Um, I think a lot of people have used free hits, though, so it would be... A little bit surprised Did if he's he still got his. I can't, can't remember if he's used his. He has used his free hit. He used it in the game week. Oh, uh, yeah, he did. Week. When everyone used yeah, it, did. yeah. Before before yeah. the wild card. So, Matt's in a tricky spot at the moment. So, mm. with no chips, how would you go about sorting his team out? It depends how many transfers he's got as well. If he's got two, I think Wilson, I don't think, is going to be fit to play from what I he's saw. A, he's actually, I know he's already made the DCL transfer as well, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh he, he did, didn't he? He went to Calvin yeah. Lewin. Oh, he never makes yeah. early transfers the one week no, he does. He's, he's, he maybe panics, but I think, uh, you know, he's brought him in, but hopefully I think Calvin Lewin will be okay for the yeah. double, won't he? I think he will. He's, yeah. got, he's got one more transfer as well. He had two free transfers to use, and he's obviously used one of them. So, where would you use that second one, Elliot? Maybe getting, oh, see, but Bamford doesn't have best fixtures. I think, you know, you're going to hate me for saying this and you can call me crazy, but Burnley have got the double this week and it's two very winnable games for them. So you could you could make an argument for someone like Chris Wood, Jay Rodriguez, Ashley Barnes as a striker swap because there's not much you can do from there unless he wants to get a defender in, but he really, really needs points this week. Is Wood fit? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't really keep up with Burnley. If not, Ashley Barnes. <laughs> they're all the same player in my eyes. So they're all the same. Clicked on the wrong screen there. I've gone onto the uh, got to go onto the stats page now. If we have a look to see the Burnley players there, Chris Woods. Yeah, not going to play. Oh, don't get Chris Wood in there, Matt. Don't listen to me. Get um, Ash- Ashley Barnes. Get Ashley Barnes in. Oh, I think word. he does like. I think he does like a bit of Ashley Barnes, doesn't he? I think he's um he's rated Don't we all? a few times. But aren't we meant oh. to provide some decent insight? I thought that's what our job was as podcast podcasters, you know, FPL podcasters, and we're bringing out Ashley Barnes. What is this podcast? <laughs> not, not much he can. Not much he can do. Come to? There's not much he can do, to be honest. The big one was what you think of. Yeah, if he's playing for the games, but if he's playing for favouritism, he wants to bring Harry Kane back in, doesn't he? Really, that's what he wants yeah. to do. At the end of yeah. at the end of the day, he wants to bring Harry Kane back in, but he's definitely. I don't think he'll have anything in the bank, will he? Um, no. And obviously, he brought DCL back, DCL in for one of the strikers. I presume Wilson's gone. Yeah, I, I, you'd think so because I, th- I think he he did his he definitely did his hamstring, but it's apparently it's not as bad as it first seemed. So people were saying he could be out for one or two months, but apparently yeah. it's not going to be quite as bad as that, which is good news. So uh, now over to Jack's team now, and you didn't really want to talk about this one. You said you'd you know grin and bear this one, but I, I don't know why you bother, mate. You've had an absolute shocker, but you've got 51 points net, 55 minus the four-point hit you took as well. Can you remind everyone of the transfers that you made to, uh, to instigate <laughs> that four-point hit? <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I didn't really want to talk too much about this one. Let's go. I wanted you to skip past me, Ollie. You should have. I, 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 I did skip past you initially, but you, you brought you you brought you brought yourself back into the mire, mate. We could have glossed over it and swept it under the carpet. 
Uh, do you know something? I've kept so quiet this week. I haven't even said much this, since uh, since the game week finished. Um, very quiet, very quiet on the text front with all the mates who are in FPL. Um, obviously, I, I, I pulled out a big transfer last week, bigged him up. Um, Mr. Mr. Eze from Crystal Palace took uh, Gundogan, Gundogan out. Was, we obviously hit 10 and brought Gundogan in. Uh, uh, brought Eze in, sorry. Um, and he scored me a massive two points, which was fantastic. Uh, Suchek not playing. And I brought in another transfer, obviously, a couple of weeks ago. I brought Trevor, Trevor Alexander-Arnold in, but I got the wrong one. I also got his twin. I got. I brought Trevor in. I should have brought... Um, should have brought <laughs> I can't even talk. It's just ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, yeah I brought well, him, him in instead of, um, instead of our big man, Trent. Um, so, yeah, and he obviously got ruined by Manchester City. So the only good news was obviously uh, Fernandez got the captain right. Justin obviously stepped up with Martinez and uh, Cavani looked good finally. Um, so that, that was good. I left a uh, six on the bench, I think, with uh, my Leeds defender. Oh, yeah, and I was, I was looking at obviously moving him out, moving him in and putting Alexander-Arnold um, on the bench just purely because of that fixture. But then, yeah, just bottled it. Just thought they might be able to step up and grab something. Because you just don't know how these games are obviously going to go during these derbies, but see, it looks so good. And I was infuriated by uh, Foden finally hitting after I had him in for about four game weeks, didn't do anything for me. Took him out. I took Rashford out as well. He hit, took Gundogan out. He hit. So all the all these big boys all hitting the points just to take him out. So I'm just, I think I'm having a bit of a bad run of form at the moment. And it's taking me outside the top 50 now, boys, after I did all that work to get in. Yeah, it doesn't help when you have a bad week and obviously the transfer taken out Ilkay Gundogan, who was incredible despite missing a penalty, which we haven't even brought over yet. He was looking for that field goal, obviously Super Bowl weekend. He was looking for that three-point field goal, wasn't he? Absolutely blazed that one over the bar, but absolutely heartbreaking to take him out and then see him contribute. But yeah. I guess the silver lining in that is Eberich Aize has got some good fixtures coming up for Crystal Palace. So are you looking forward to seeing if he can contribute? Yeah, he's, he's got those good fixtures and that's why I kind of brought him in and hopefully um, hopefully he can deliver um, and step up. But I mean, going into... I've looked at my team for this week and after... Um, <laughs> I actually jinxed myself as well. <laughs> You'll love this, lads. So I was watching the Man United game versus Everton and I was looking on um, half-time and I was thinking, you know, United are cruising, but I was chatting to the guru and I, and I brought DCL back in at half-time so I reckon I jinxed myself uh, against United with United. I couldn't believe it. I thought, listen, I'm going to bring him in, chat to the guru. He made the same move at the same time, and then he goes and scores a goal, but then he goes and gets injured this week. So we're both, uh, yeah, we're both feeling it. So we'll see how we go. Suchek being overturned is a blessing, though. Thank God, because um, then we can bring him in for Antonio or DCL if neither of them play. But that's the only uh, silver lining in this week in my shocking week. You know, well, I mean, I guess that this is a bit of a silver lining now at this point of the podcast because one, you've you've been remembered, but two, we've had to talk about your team. So, bit of a catch twenty two. That's uh, it. Let, let's move on anyway. Well, yeah, let, 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 let's let's and now let's crack on. And one person who will also have two transfers this week is our manager of the week, Yoti Owanto. One hundred and four points, very decent score. He is. He's our manager oh. of the week inside the top. Well, just outside the top three and a half thousand for the game week. Look at that. There's Genius. points everywhere you look. That is a brilliant week. Obviously, Melia in goal and Dallas, uh, Dallas 22 points there. 
between those two. And then they said uh, Dallas and went full. Matt Day there, he's got it into my head. I can't believe it. Um, but if nice you look well, across yeah. his team, Gundogan, Matt's favourite. So definitely a bit of a Matt influence on this podcast, even when he's absent. Calvert-Lewin, Bamford, Watkins. So point absolutely everywhere mm. you look. And even on his yeah. bench, he left James Justin. My wow. word. It's a mammoth score even without that. So he'll receive $10 credit on eSports Live. He's got cash pool and prizes to play for. NBA 2K, Rocket League, FIFA and Pez. So if you think you can uh, do well in any of those eSports games, see if you can join him. There's a lot going on. A few FIFA tournaments upcoming as well. So get yourself involved. Not a bad shout for Matt either if he's listening. Watkins, I know you've got him in your draft. If you've got enough money to go from one of them to Watkins, he's, I think they got Brighton this week. So you'd expect him to be, do at least something there, you'd like to think. And if he's got the cash for it, it's probably a better option than Ashley Barnes in most cases. So <laughs> It definitely is. It definitely, definitely is. Don't go Ashley Barnes. Anyone who's listening, please don't. And if Ashley Barnes scores, one, I'll be annoyed that I've chastised him, and two, because it's Burnley. But there you go. You know, Ashley Barnes won't do anything. Surely not. Maybe that might come back to uh, to bite me on the proverbial behind, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, one thing we also have to see is to see if anyone can guess this Peely's puzzle, which I have said is the toughest one yet. Second lot of clues are here now. So I'm best remembered for my time at Manchester City, making 106 league appearances across the top two divisions of the English football pyramid, so the Premier League and the first division, as it was called then, which is now obviously known as the championships. This is telling you how far back we're going here. Fair way. And he's also the most famous footballer from my country. I wasn't going to give the country, but he's a Georgian international, which might help you guess this player. Um, obviously, Matt, uh, Jack, rather, do you know it now? You had no idea before. Do you know it now based off those clues? Yeah, and he was a set-piece magician as well. Um, I do know it. He was, yeah, I do know it. Was it the Georgian I, 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 I wanted to say, I wanted to say it, but... <laughs> I won't say it, yeah. yeah, there you go. No, I do know it. That's a good throwback. Bit of a throwback. You should get that now because of the Georgian one, but I think if I'd have left that out, it would have been too tough. But but there you go. We'll have to see if anyone can guess that. If you can, then fair play to you. So now we will introduce the guru, Matt Day, to go through his guru section once again. He's absent, so we'll be providing a video, but we will go through his Scout 11 just after that. But before that, though, he's got his teams to watch. He's got his form players. He's got his differentials. So now we'll roll to the video to see who Matt thinks you should all bring in this week. Thanks, Ollie. And we're going to begin with our differentials for the game week in what's going to be a huge game week with doubles for a few sides. Matthew Loughton. Sorry, Ollie, you're not going to like that one. Burnley, 2.2% double game week. Really, really low ownership. I do expect it to rise before the game week, but if you've got a spare defender spot, definitely look at getting him in there. Good fixture as well on the next game week against West Brom, so you're going to have him for three games over the course of two game weeks. So definitely a really good differential. Another one, 5% ownership currently. Rich Allison for Everton. Two game weeks, one at home to Fulham. Another one at home to Manchester City. You'd expect him to grab a goal or two across those fixtures. Played really well against my side Spurs in the FA Cup and potentially no Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So he's definitely come out as the main man for Everton. Another one, Jack Gillibrand. You're going to love this. He's in your side, I believe. 4.9% ownership. Edison Cavani away at West Brom. He's a single game weaker, but I think there is still a lot of value in single game weakers this week. And he's one of them. 
Double game weaker, I'm going to pick Gabriel Jesus. 4.6% ownership for Manchester City. Something a bit different if you've got a spare, spy, a spare striker spot available. So definitely worth uh, looking out for him. Another one who's a single game weaker, who I've had my eye on for most of the season actually, but he's just not quite lifted off yet, is Christian Pulisic from Chelsea. Bit of a resurgent under Thomas Tuchel. Home game against Elliot's Newcastle this weekend, who've just received some pretty bad news about Callum Wilson. 1.9% ownership. I feel like this could be the week for Christian Pulisic. Uh, if you've got a spare midfielder spot, you really want something different to get ahead in mini leagues, this could be his week. So we'll now move on to the three teams to watch out for this week, and it's going to have to be Manchester City. Double game week. They play my side Spurs. We've not been in the best form. You'd have to back Manchester City for that one. Again, away to Everton. Tough game on paper, uh, but you'd think City's form, 14 games in all comps in a row. Double game week, you've got to back them. Second team, Everton, double game week, home to Fulham. I think they would have been one of my teams if it was a single game week anyway with the Fulham fixture at home. Manchester City, tough game in the second one, but you've got to back them. Two chances of, of points this week from Everton. And my third side, you'll be happy to know, Ollie, it's not Burnley. Jack Gillibrand, you're going to be very happy. It is going to be Manchester United away to West Brom. Got to back them. Bruno Fernandes, Edison Cavani, been an absolute fire lately. So that rounds up my three teams to watch for. So we'll move on to our captains for this week. Number one captain choice is going to have to be from Manchester City. Raheem Sterling, I've spoke about him on the podcast all season. This is his week, along with Ilkay Gundogan from Man City. They're my two Manchester City options. If you've got them in your side, Captain one of them. Another one, Rich Allison, won the differentials for the week. Definitely a captain option. If you want to try something different, would have been a really good option if it was a single game week against Fulham as well, like I mentioned earlier. Really good captain shout with no potentially no DCL. Another one, Ashley Barnes. He's in the Scout 11. Two games for Burnley. They look like nice fixtures on paper. Um, I guess it is still Burnley, but... Different, different type of captain. Got to put him down there considering he's got the double. And then my last one uh, is going to be Bruno Fernandes. Hard to uh, look past him against West Brom. West Brom in the bottom three, looking pretty poor. Bruno Fernandes, an absolute fire, uh, as he has been all season. So we'll end off now with our curveball. It's going to have to be Burnley's Nick Pope. Goalkeeper as a captain. Two games, potential clean sheets potential goalkeeper saves. He's one of the top scoring goalkeepers. So I think if you've got him in your side and you want to do a completely different captain, curveball option, it's got to be Nick Pope because you get two chances because it's a double game week. So there we go. On to a little bit of a surprise this week. I'm not going to be reviewing the Scout 11, but on to you boys, Ollie, Jack and Elliot to, uh, to give us all a roundup. So now to introduce his Scout 11, and this is my first look at it, and I already hate it because he's got three Burnley <laughs> players in there. But for uh, for managers, FPL managers of uh, non-Blackburn persuasions, as you both are, Jack and Elliot, what do you think of this team at first look? Ashley I'll let Barnes. Elliot go first. <laughs> Ashley Barnes is all I'm saying, mate. Must, must be an awful shout if, if me and Matt have both said it. I'm not going crazy, which is nice to see, but he's obviously got the City triple up of... Uh, his, his his man crush. I think it's a man crush at this point, isn't it, on Gunduan? I think it bromance. is. Bromance. I think, yeah, yeah, I think we can call it that. It's bromance with 
with Gundogan and then he's got Sterling in there as well and Stone so he clearly doesn't back Tottenham against them unfortunately but no he should get some uh, some clean sheet points from the the Burnley assets you'd like to think and uh, Fernandez as captain is probably the, the safe option this week I'd say I think it's an interesting one that Fernandez well. I just want to go back to that man crush Ilkay I think Matt Day to Ilkay Gundogan I think is what Kanye West is to Kim Kardashian at this point basically it basically is at this point because pretty much he just talks about him all the time I mean fair play he's doing well but um I just want to talk about Manchester City he's got three Manchester City assets obviously two fixtures they're not the easiest on paper but he's gone with Bruno Fernandes who only has one fixture Jack I'll go to you would you have gone with the Manchester City asset in this team or would you have stuck with uh, the Portuguese magician Bruno himself Probably a bad question to ask because you're a Man United fan, but um... yeah, I'm, I'm trying to um, not be biased. <laughs> but obviously, there, Gundogan's obviously on fire, isn't he? He's he's looking so good, and he's got those two two fixtures. You know, after both these teams conceded so many goals this morning in the FA Cup, um, obviously it was a five foot five four win to Everton. Nine you know, goal thriller, nine goal thriller, goal a goal every ten minutes for the neutrals. Um, Pretty much, you, you go Gundogan on on the goal basis, but United's fixture against West Brom, like come on, United, you know Bruno's got to deliver. He's got to deliver this for for all these Bruno fans out there and United fans. But you know when you've got two two stabs at it this week, Gundogan, you know probably, probably edges it, doesn't he? Obviously, maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe. no, no. Out. Is it telekinetic between you and you and Matt? Can you read each other's minds? We'll talk on the next on next week's podcast when Ashley Barnes comes away with a hat trick and two assists. Yeah, right. Oh my god! <laughs> Burnley aren't scoring that much. He'll score, score twice. He'll score twice. Oh Burnley my days, Elliot! What are you on about? I respected you as a decent FPL manager before this podcast, but your reputation's going down the pan here. I mean, if Ashley Barnes does something, I guess that'll you know get that get those stocks He'll right off. He'll score we'll twice. Have to see. Unreal that you and Matt have both picked him as players <laughs> to bring in. It's quite unreal, to be honest. But, um, Jack, back to you, obviously, Manchester United, West Brom. If you're a Manchester United fan, and obviously for FPL purposes only, obviously as, a, as an actual Man United fan, you wouldn't take it. But could you see a repeat of the 5-5? Was it, was it Ferguson's last game? Ferguson's last game, yeah, 5-5. Five, five. I, yeah, I think Lukaku got a hat-trick in that game against us. Um so yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. I don't, I don't think Sam Allardyce got that in his locker to do that. Um, no, oh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. for you. No, we, we know we know how good United have been away from home this season. Uh, absolutely prolific. Um, so you know, Cavani's on form. Fernandez obviously blanked a couple of weeks in FPL terms, but he's looking good. And obviously, Shaw, best left back in the country, as you know, been brilliant, been brilliant. Um, he has been very, he has been very good. Yeah, he's, look, he's obviously like a new, new player, isn't he? Yeah, realizing his potential. It's Jesse Lingard all over again, right? Um, so I think, yeah, they're looking good. The triple up's good, um, and obviously you mentioned the triple up with uh, City with the fixtures. And uh, what do you think about this double up with uh, Everton, though, lads? Obviously, he's got the City assets in there as well, but. You know, Sigurdsson, Richarlison. Richarlison, we've I think we've commented between us that hasn't stepped up really this season. Has he? Two he goals moved. this season. He's, done, he's not enough. done much, has he? And I think um looked a bit more relaxed last night in the FA Cup. But Sigurdsson, Matt's liked him as well, hasn't he? He's, he's put him in a few times. So, Ollie, what do you reckon to the Everton double up on there as well? I just want to comment on his bench in response to that because obviously if you look at Sigurdsson and Richarlison, obviously they've got the two fixtures there. I would... I would not go with the Everton double up and I'd look to his bench because he's, he's got Cesares, Pelicueta and Thomas Suchek, the first two slots on his bench that could more than capably fill both of those spots. Obviously, you change formation, of course. 
But if I was if I was managing, I'd be saving a bit of money. Obviously, he's on you know a wild card type basis here, where he can make as many transfers as he wants on a scout eleven. But I'd be feeling as Pilaqueta and Suchek in to those two spots and looking elsewhere to fill those two up because I think Suchek and Alas Pilaqueta are too good to have on your bench. So the answer, no, I wouldn't go with the Everton double up. Yeah, nice. I mean, even what do you think about the formation, Elliot? I. You know, we said it before, we joked about it. I always like playing a 4-4-2 in Fantasy League, especially with the players you've got on your bench because, you know, if, if one of his forwards, um, sorry, if he keeps one of his forwards on his bench, you know, you can always get a player on in the defence, the midfield, the strike force. So you've always got that cover, especially if he's doing a wildcard budget. So it's always nice to play a 4-4-2, but, you know, the defenders this year aren't doing too well. Um, you know, it's been a very high scoring season, I think it's safe to say. So, I can understand the the want for four midfielders and three attackers, but no, I don't mind it. But I'm more of a four four two man myself. Didn't realise you just turned into Mike Bassett, <laughs> <laughs> Shawnee Deitch, mate. Ashley Barnes, one of those two up top, is going to score twice this week. All right. So obviously the Guru isn't here with us, but thank you to him for providing the video, the Guru section, and also his scout eleven, as always. So now onto a section that I have a love-hate relationship, let's be honest. It's the draft section here, and we'll move to the results from last week. And the only one that really matters is the one that's already highlighted for us, so we can already draw attention to that. I beat you, Elliot. So I love draft. What a game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Funny that, isn't it? Funny, funny, funny. Turns out when he's winning, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You you only sing when you're winning, the popular chant reads. So... um, yeah, that, that's exactly how I feel about this game. I hate it when you lose. Yeah, you love it when you win. Obviously, Jack, you also got a win over the Mac lads. Screens really that one going on there. Four point one. Thought still extend the um, still the six point um, difference in there. Um, Dave Dave Salah Salari is coming up. He's, he's beating me on points as well now on there and on the on the goal difference. Can't um, believe he's in second. I can't believe it. I know he's, he's come from nowhere, right? So what was his score this week? Fifty nine points. Wow, who's who's doing who's doing the business for him in there? We'll have a look. Fifty nine points. We said beat Berlando fifty nine to twenty four. Thirty five point win for him. Stuart Dallas, <laughs> of course. I just scroll down. Jay Adams. Every single line he's got someone. Oh my word! Possibly a little problem with Diaz there, but he's got possible cover. We've got Diagne there. We've got um, Aspilicueta as well. So he's got a bit of cover to cover Diaz if he doesn't play. But if we go back to that league table now, we'll just go over the final result that we didn't cover. James Gasden got beat by the Guru. Matt Day by 19 points. We have a look what that's done to the table then. Jack, you retain top spot. Your two wins clear. But he's beaten you on goal difference, as you say, as you say David. So maybe he's a force to be reckoned with, is the old stat yeah. man, Dave. He's in second. We've got Matt in third. I'm in fourth. Elliot, you're in fifth. There's a bit of a gap now between the top four and the bottom yeah. four. Hey, it. it's true. Three wins is quite a fair gap, um, especially when you win the league yeah, in November. Or the league, I was going to say, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep <laughs> referencing that. I will keep referencing that throughout the season, but it just shows that the, the good managers and the tin pot managers are in the bottom half of the league. Um, so James obviously in sixth. Uh, we've got my dad, uh, Nathan, in seventh, who hasn't really been checking it, to be honest. I think he'd do better if he actually looked. And then Rolando in eighth. Obviously, that, that Tim Pot comment is all tongue-in-cheek and maybe I'll probably be in the bottom half in a couple of weeks. 
<laughs> I, I just keep biting so many bullets because I make a comment and then it always backfires. You can't resist, can you? You just can't resist. No, but, you know, you know, we, the elite managers are in the top four. Are we looking this week? Champions League spots. So we take have a look at the fixtures then. Um, we will have a look. I've got Dave. I'm going to lose that 100%. Uh, Rolando plays against Matt. We've got Elliot against Nathan, and we've got James against Jack. I think it, mine is match of the week, and I'm already yeah. going to say I've not. We've not even analysed this yet. I'm going to get absolutely smashed. I reckon, lads. He's on fire, and he is Dave Watts with his uh, K Salah Salah team. I mean, if Shudalos pulls in another bigger pit, um, performance and Gundawan, I mean, he's got Suchek in there as well. It's got quite interesting on it um, draft in terms of just trying to find those little pickings. Yeah. Um, now Suchek's probably not someone you'd usually obviously put in your team and you know FBL across the board really, but Dave's put him in and backed him and Dallas, Dallas as well. <laughs> it's a um, decent decent score that definitely yeah. that twelve points for Stuart Dallas. No, he's looking looking good in there. He's got his city oh, assets. Did, did as he well. get twelve points? Oh. Didn't, didn't didn't know that one. Did he see actually? <laughs> oh, I think I think I left him on my bench, lads. That was a. Mistake, wasn't it? <laughs> Shame. Uh, Steve Bruce, um, Steve Bruce masterclass there from you, Elliot. Uh, but Ilkay Gundogan is also the next man on form. Obviously, missed a penalty, but scored twice. Even with that, so uh, he's the, the, I think the danger man, and I don't think I'm going to win this game. If we do have a look at my team, though, just in case, 46 points isn't too bad, I guess. Um, obviously, Rui Patricio is nice in between the sticks. Uh, I need to get Jan Bednarek and probably Ziyech off my. Uh, off my starting 11 at the moment. But outside of that, it's not too bad. Maybe if I make a couple of transactions, I might well get the three points, but I think it's looking unlikely. Um, obviously, we've got the three of us on the panel. I'm going to say that Dave's going to win. I don't think I'm going to win this one, lads. I'll be honest. But uh, Jack, what do you reckon? I don't want Dave to win, obviously. I don't want you to win. Um, so Why not? If I, a, if I can get a draw out of it, that'll be, uh, that'll be nice. But Hold think, on, back to the comment. Why do you not want me to win? Is it is it just the fact that it's me or just for the yeah, table? Yeah, a bit of banter on the show, isn't it, mate? For yeah, <laughs> I play. I respect that. I respect <laughs> that. But, um, yeah, I'll say what the fact... You know, listen, I, what did I go last week? I think I might have put all the pressure on um, on Ollie and and he came through. So put all the pressure on Dave, then Ollie might win. So I'll go, I'll go Dave. All right. I'm also going to go Dave. Elliot, will it be a clean sweep? Show us uh, your team again. Sorry, mate. Can I just have a quick look? So my team for last week was here. I mean, you should have looked at this forensically after I after I got the points, but, but there you go. Yeah, I'd get rid of Calvert-Lewin for Ashley Barnes and then you've probably got a <laughs> fighting chance, to be honest. But um, uh, no, D- D- Dave will come away with the win this week, mate. Sorry. Calvert-Lewin was on my bench. Can I just clock that? Uh, <laughs> Calvert Lewin was an auto sub. Yeah, and if he didn't, if he wasn't an auto sub, I would have beat you. So, wow. My tin pot, my tin pot draft managing is pulled three for a win. <laughs> oh, you love to see it. I, I think, I think I'm the most tin pot manager in this league. Let's be honest, lads. I'm absolutely dreadful at this game. Somehow, uh, just fluked my way into the top four after winning the league in November. But there you go. That concludes another FPL podcast. Another one done. Obviously, these fixtures coming thick and fast, so we don't really have much of a choice but Elliot if we just wrap up here mate what do you reckon this week you fancy yourself for another massive score don't really care mate it's all about Ashley Barnes this week for me just want him to do the business and then shut you up and then it'll be all good by me but no hopefully another good week for me mate hopefully a decent result from Newcastle against the mighty Chelsea but you know it's, it's Burnley Fulham that I'm worried about this week to be honest now so that's, that's all I really care about 
I'm now scared that Ashley Barnes could go down in folklore if he does well on this podcast because we've mentioned him so much. He's going to go down in, in like in not only in our friendship group, Elliot, but I think across just the podcast and across the esports live sectors as well. If he does well, no one's ever going to forget. Now, no one's ever going to forget. I, I think he's uh, if he does if he does well, you've got to put him in your team for the following week. It's a transfer you've got to make. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not letting peer pressure get in the way of my Burnley rule. I, I got rid of Dale Stevens. I don't know if you remember earlier in the season. I was thinking about this the other day. I'd used the free transfer to get rid of Dale Stevens just because he was moving to Burnley. I'm not letting. <laughs> I'm not letting you lot and Ashley Barnes breach that, lads. It can't happen. But uh, Jack, what about you this week? We'll uh, we'll end with you. Obviously, not a great scoring classic. Decent in draft though. Are you hoping to maybe reverse that and get a decent score in? Um, in classic this week, yeah, go back for the double up, get a winning draft, and then um, you know that's the easier part of my uh, week at the moment. But with uh, the classic, get back above the average first things first, and then anything more than that is yeah, trying to get a few green arrows. That's what you will, and all FPL managers will be hoping for. So, fancy managers, the deadline if you're in Melbourne is 10 p.m. on Saturday night. That'll be 11 a.m. local time. But hope your FPL dreams all come true. Take care and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.